Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, you're going to get three episodes a week on the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. My name is Evan Giddings. That is Mark Grandy. I'm on social at eGiddings10. Mark is on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm glad you mentioned that, and specifically the number one, because although you know maybe a little premature, it's only week five. 49ers are in first place in the NFC West. They are three and two. Every other team in the NFC West lost today, with the Rams getting dominated by Dallas. The Cardinals coming up short against the Eagles. And then Seattle in another shootout with another bad team. They lose to the Saints. The Rams so, are in trouble. My goodness. That they are. And we can certainly devote some time to shellacking uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> but my point is, last week, Mark, we had the discussion of, are the 49ers the best team in the NFC West? They were, by the tiebreaker, literally number one. And I think after last week against the Rams, taking them down, you could say yes. This week against Carolina, it's a bad opponent. But with everything that went into the win, especially on back-to-back weeks in dominating fashion, I believe the San Francisco 49ers gave us a reason to ask the question, are they the best team in the NFC right now? And in week five, looking around the league, there are certainly some teams that have a better record. You know, looking at Philadelphia and their 5-0 and record, Tampa Bay, Dallas is 4-1, and Minnesota's 4-1, and but the 49ers have the equation to the New be York the Giants? number one team. Yeah, that's right. The New York Giants are 4-1 as well. But the Niners, the Niners got something going here, and I think it begs the question, like, are they number one? Because I could put together some reasons that, yes, they are the best team in the NFC. Well, I mean, if you're going off point differential, them and the Eagles tied for plus 47 overall in point differential this Stole season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have gotten to it earlier then. But I mean, I'm I'm I don't think I'm ready to say that this is the best team in the NFC. I am extremely confident this is the best team in the NFC West. The Rams offense just looks absolutely terrible. Their offensive line is bad and Matthew Stafford is physically unable to throw it to anyone not named Cooper Cup or Tyler Higbee. I do not believe in the Arizona Cardinals, and you guys know my thoughts on the Seattle Seahawks. The Niners, I think, far and away the best team in the NFC West. I would still, you know, probably put Philadelphia. I I still believe in, in Tampa Bay and Green Bay to a certain extent. Um, I, I'm not sure I would say that they're clearly better than the San Francisco 49ers, but Philadelphia, their defense, and in considering the history of the 49ers struggling with mobile quarterbacks, I don't know how the Niners would do in a head-to-head matchup with Philadelphia. I think that the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, could really give the 49ers some fits. Uh, you know, they're a really good defense. They're going to, you know, not give up 30 points against them, I don't think, but it could be a struggle. Um, but I will say, Evan, I, you know, as I as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, if Jimmy Garoppolo can be consistently at the level that he was in this game, week five, the 37 to 15 win in Carolina, the 49ers will be fighting for the bye at the end of the regular season. 
Philadelphia is not going to go undefeated. They kind of remind me a little bit of last year's Arizona Cardinals, who were the last remaining undefeated team last year. Uh, and then, you know, things kind of fell tumbling down to the earth. I'm not necessarily saying that Philadelphia is going to follow a similar trajectory, but I think that they're not as good maybe as a lot of people are saying. They're going to get some losses when their schedule does turn and, the, and they play some tougher teams. Uh, I'm not sure that they're far and away the best team in the NFC, and they're certainly not the best team in the NFL. Uh, but the 49ers, uh, I think, are up there with, you know, a select few teams. Uh, you can throw the Giants out of there. I do not care. Uh, I, I, I do generally like Minnesota, but I, I think the Niners would would be able to to beat them as well. But uh, I think it's it's a little too early for me to be having that conversation, and I have too much respect for some of the great veteran quarterbacks uh, in this conference to to be willing to say that the 49ers are are better than them at this moment. Whether they are or not, the fact that we're able to it's wild have an argument like yeah. it, it's pretty interesting, and I think it's a valid one too because look, Philly is five and zero; oh, they should be number one. Uh, but they almost got beat by the Lions in Week One. Uh, they almost lost today to the Cardinals. Uh, they almost and lost game on Sunday. Sh- the Car- and that game should have went to overtime. It should have. And and their best win to this point is a dominating win against Minnesota, who, as you just kind of poked the hole in, like there are, there are a lot of question marks for that team too. To that, me, what a, <laughs> that's I, also I think, uh, primetime Kirk Cousins, so I'm not sure that really counts. <laughs> well, don't tell Kyle Shanahan that. <laughs> but. I just feel like top to bottom, the only team with with an argument as far as a better roster would be Philly. The reason that I have pause is not because of what the Niners are now. It's because of the losses that they currently have that could affect what they will be down the line. And as you mentioned, the amount of hits that they've taken each and every week, a big theme that we talked about coming into this week was that there are going to be reserves coming in. For the Niners, we talked, we even, you know, theorized the defense maybe even getting better or taking it to another level. The offense can certainly get to another level. But when you see Nick Bosa, I know the, the injury, as Kyle Shanahan described it, seemed to be a little more preemptive why they kept him off the field. Yeah. A groin is always a, a, you know, a fickle injury. You're not sure how severe it's going to be. And against the Carolina team you're handling, there's no risk. There's no reason to risk further injury. Uh, but Jimmy Ward comes back and unfortunately goes down in the first play. That was a guy that was expected to hopefully elevate the 49ers defense. And then, of course, Emmanuel Mosley, you know, his season's likely going to be done. How are they going to fill that spot? Is it going to be Ambry Thomas? Like, what are they going to do on the outside? Whereas at all three levels, I feel like their defense is the best in the NFL. But now the question becomes, can it continue to be if you don't have 100% of your soldiers out there? Well, I think it's something we talked about. It might have been last episode. It was certainly last week leading up to this game in Carolina. The 49ers defense, I think, is as deep as it's been in the Kyle Shanahan era. And specifically in the defensive secondary. And we talked about... Getting Jimmy Ward back now, of course, you know, broken hand. We'll see what the future, you know, has in store for him this year. You expect Jason Verrett back at some point. Now, he has been, you know, extremely unlucky with injuries. You know, not to say that he's he's going to be healthy when he comes back this time, but I would say it would be relatively unwise to just blindly assume he's going to be healthy for the rest of the year. But still, even with that, you have Samuel Womack, a rookie who you are really happy with. Diamador Lenore 
has played well so far this year. Uh, you have more bodies to plug into holes, and while you never want to see injuries, and 49ers are certainly hoping that Emmanuel Mosley did not tear his ACL and will probably know more you know, on Monday when most of you are probably listening to this episode. Uh, but right now here Sunday evening, we don't know for sure. They said they fear an ACL, but who knows what you know the MRI is going to reveal for them. But I have confidence that even with, let's assume that this is a season-ending injury for Emmanuel Mosley, one that's really frustrating and you feel for the person because he was playing really, really good football early in this season. But I think the 49ers have enough depth in the secondary to survive an injury like this. You also consider the depth that they have in their front seven. The fact that Fred Warner, knock on wood, just as an Iron Man and will play every single snap for as long as he lives. You consider these other things and it helps the defensive secondary as well. Because if you can continue getting pressure on a quarterback, you're going to not need to defend you know, elite receivers for nearly as long. So uh, while the injury and the potential injury to Emmanuel Mosley, the potential season-ending injury, really sucks. I think the Niners have the depth to survive it. And to your point, I think that's something that catapults them maybe over a few other contenders in the NFC because they have the ability to survive some injuries. Now, unfortunately, it's going to be put to the test because they've had a number of injuries already, but I think they do have the ability and they have the depth to survive it. And I think to your point, that's maybe number uh, reason number one why you should consider them as the most talented roster in the NFC because they can survive some of these injuries. You, of course, hope they never happened, but when they do, I think this, this uh, 49er team might be as well equipped to get past that as anyone else. Yeah, I do think their ceiling right now is as good as any team in the NFC. I mean, I, I think you can make that case. Um, especially with their second straight dominating performance. All right, Mark, let's get to game balls. All right. We want to hand some love out. We want to make sure that people get the proper credit that they deserve for the effort right. today. 37-15. My game ball is going to Jeff Wilson oh, Jr. You took my pick. <laughs> well, what goes around comes around, Mark. <laughs> His third 100-plus yard game on the ground, 7.1 yards per carry. That is the second best in his career. And he really was the motor. He was the bell cow back that the 49ers in the majority of their games in which they've dominated when they run the ball well, they usually run to a win. And Jeff Wilson Jr., despite the love that we gave to Tem and Coleman and deservedly so, Jeff Wilson Jr. was the motor today. And that allowed, as we talked about, the offense to play the run off of the pass. It was the ultimate example of complimentary football. And though Jimmy Garoppolo was good at spreading the ball around, though George Kittle got involved, Ayuk did, Debo had another touchdown. To me, it began and ended with the running game, which was spearheaded by Jeff Wilson Jr. Good pick. Really good pick. I agree 100%. Uh, since you went offense, I suppose I'll, I'll take someone on the defense um, maybe not someone that jumps out to you immediately. You know, the first name that you probably think of is Emmanuel Mosley uh, because of the pick six and certainly want to shout him out. He played a great game. And of course, we hope that his knee injury is not as serious as the Niners are fearing. But you know what? I'm going to go with Mooney Ward. Uh, Mooney, don't call me Charvarius Ward. He had a phenomenal <laughs> game. You know, 
you don't really hear a lot from him because, you know, I think quarterbacks are learning. Don't throw the ball his way because he is that good. I mean, he had four passes defended in this game. Uh, He had a great breakup in the end zone where he was just racing back full extension, knocked the ball away. Uh, He was the 49ers big offseason acquisition coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know about you, but I have been extremely impressed by his performance through five games. He has been phenomenal. And I I mean, through five games, I'm willing to say he's the best cover corner the 49ers have had in I don't know how long. He has played incredible and he is becoming, you know, a guy, as I mentioned, that quarterbacks are not going to throw against because, you know, they're learning how good he is. He is capable of taking star receivers out of games. He is showing that through five weeks. So my game ball on the defensive side goes to Mooney Ward. He was phenomenal once again. Yeah, I think I can only recall one catch that he allowed, and it was potentially an offense pass interference with Robbie <laughs> Anderson's kind of pushing off. Uh, best offseason contract the 49ers handed out? Mooney mean, Ward? Oh, I think it's without a doubt for the 49ers. Yeah, it, it might be one of the better contracts you know, off-season contracts across the league. Um, well, including the extension handed out to Debo. Uh, then you, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tougher conversation. All right, we're, we're, we'll, we'll maybe extend that conversation <laughs> to the next episode. Just want to leave it with, the, with a little cliffhanger there, Mark. Sorry, ah. I apologize. Throwing that in there. Sneaking it into the very end of the episode. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in, as always, to the 415ers podcast. Download, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And this is an episode we had a lot of fun doing, of course, after a 37-15 Week 5 win for the 49ers against the Panthers. And I'm looking forward to Wednesday's episode, Mark, because right now the 49ers are on track and they are trending upwards. And it's going to be a lot of fun this season. Yep, a lot to talk about. Looking forward to it, Evan. All right, take it easy, everyone. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. This has been the 415ers podcast. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy. We'll talk to you next time.